Hey there, it's Eloisa, your host of The Truth, the podcast where we hear from some of the most extraordinary women who talk about business strategy, entrepreneurship, industry trends, and so much more. We're here to uncover what truly happens behind the scenes and on the journey to leadership because a door opened for these women and we're making sure that that door stays open. Today's guest is Kathleen Ferguson, Chief Strategy Officer of Verdeo, which is the world's first digital fitness platform that leverages augmented reality technology to place virtual fitness equipment within your workout space without the use of a headset or goggles. In addition to the direct-to-consumer product, Kathleen is spearheading efforts to launch Verdeo's corporate fitness program to provide premium, low-cost, and engaging workouts to thousands of employees nationwide. Kathleen has a personal passion for health and fitness and has worn many different hats throughout her career, including sales, consulting, strategy, execution, leadership, and entrepreneurship. I'm excited for y'all to hear her story. Welcome, Kathleen. Thank you, Kathleen, for coming onto The Drift, and I'm so excited to have everybody hear your story and also hear about your insights into the industry. So to kind of go ahead and kick us off here, can you share with us a little background on yourself and how you got to where you are today? Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for having me. Um, So how I got here, I've worn pretty much every hat you can imagine in fitness and in media sales, uh, beginning with uh, actually just being a personal trainer myself. So I was a personal trainer. Um, I created a mobile business, and I then became certified as a TRX instructor. At the time, I was doing media sales for CBS Radio, and I really was looking for a way to marry my passion for health and fitness and wellness with media sales. And I came across a company called Idea Health and Fitness Association, which really served a health and fitness professional influencer community. So really anyone that was a personal trainer, a group instructor, owned a club or a studio or their own business uh, in the fitness industry, that would be some of the people that we would reach through IDEA. So through that 10 years with IDEA, I built a lot of relationships in the industry with many different health and wellness and fitness brands. One of the brands that I came across was Verdeo, and they were doing a lot of interesting things at the time in technology, uh, really tapping into augmented reality, which at the time, you know, pre-pandemic, nobody was doing that. It was very, very new. I think, you know, really Oculus was the only player in that community. Pandemic hit, and I ended up leaving Idea Health and Fitness because I felt the pull of becoming an entrepreneur myself. And I also needed to stay home with my three kids and kind of find that balance as I suddenly found myself, as many others did, uh, needing to homeschool. So becoming an entrepreneur and running my own business uh, really worked well for us at the time. I ended up beginning to work on an antimicrobial and disinfectant, so chemical space, which was great during the pandemic. However, I found that Although it helped others, it really wasn't filling my professional cup and wasn't really speaking to my personal mission, which is to inspire health and wellness and really kind of share that with others. So ended up reaching out to Verdeo, trying to find out what they were doing, you know, really what was on their uh, product mapping. And as it turns out, the owner, uh, Arjun Rishi, 
wanted to launch a consumer brand. And at the time I had, you know, as many of us did, we'd left our clubs and studios, everything had shut down. And I had become, you know, a huge consumer of in-home fitness myself. So when he said that was, you know, kind of on the, in the pipeline and, you know, asked me to be a part of it, I was absolutely on board 100%. Little did I know, uh, you know, launching a consumer brand in the fitness space as a startup uh, would require me to wear even more hats than I'd ever worn before. It was, you know, really exciting time. I, you know, had the opportunity to build something unique and different uh, with Vertio. One of the things that I found so compelling about what they were doing is that a lot of my friends who had been working out at home had been complaining about the fact that fitness, in-home fitness really wasn't accessible to them. They, you know, didn't have the means to necessarily afford a bike or a rower or a treadmill. They didn't have the means to build or the space to create in this fabulous in-home gym that had all the equipment that they needed to, you know, really reach their fitness goals. So I took that information and used it to try to build with Vertio a product for consumers to consume their fitness wherever they were at any point in their lives. So they didn't need to have a full set of perfect weights or, you know, Peloton bike necessarily or install uh, equipment into their walls. They just needed themselves and, you know, kind of their own grit and their own uh, motivation to really, you know, get them moving and accomplish their fitness goals. And the way that we did that was with Vertio, we, we utilized their proprietary vision technology to create a workout space by just simply using the camera of your laptop, your desktop, or your smart device. Um, you know, of course, people like to see themselves larger um, in real life. So uh, you could absolutely, you know, cast from your smart device uh, onto a TV. But I thought what was really unique about this product and what really, really inspired me to kind of share this with the world was that this vision technology allowed for virtual equipment to be placed within your workout space. So even if you had nothing at all, there's just a two to three steps prior to your workout starting where you would set up your room and the camera would identify where you were uh, within your space. And then it would place pieces of virtual equipment within your room. So think of uh, things like a punching bag where you can actually see yourself hitting it and see the strikes being counted and see the bag move on your screen or cones where you do skaters side to side and you tap and engage the cone, it will light up. So by, by placing these virtual equipment pieces within people's space, it really kind of democratized fitness for a lot of consumers who thought previously they needed to spend a lot of money or needed a huge space. So it really makes fitness accessible to everyone, um, whether they're in their home, they're outside, or they even just need a pocket companion to take along with them at the gym. The other piece that was really important to me in launching this product was how do we engage the customer and how do we create that stickiness within the app? Um, one of the ways that we did that was by really kind of creating that feedback with the virtual equipment to um, give that consumer that instant gratification of knowing that they completed an exercise correctly. So the things like the sounds that I mentioned or seeing the bag move, that really created um, an engagement of, you know, really the full body, mind, body, um, and got people coming back and excited about what they were going to see next in their workout. 
So, um, you know, with that, you know, I, I kind of spearheaded the marketing plan, uh, you know, spearheaded the influencer marketing component. I recruited the talent, which for me was very, very exciting because I had worked with so many amazing instructors and trainers um, from my previous days at IDEA. It was fun to be able to reach out to them, see what they were doing, and you know, see if they were as excited about augmented reality and creating an accessible, connected fitness product as I was. And we got this incredible team of instructors on board that were extremely excited and wanted to share this message with the, their communities and the world. So that has kind of been my role in creating strategy uh, at Vertio and brought me to where I'm at today. That's definitely quite a journey. And as I am sitting back here listening, I actually realize this common theme or this common thread where, and you can correct me if I'm wrong too, but like it, it looks like and it appears as if you've really been trying to find a means to give the word fitness and the concept of fitness so much more meaning and, and a better definition to really talk about how we can better leverage our resources, whether that's instructors, talent, technology of all things, to be able to bring fitness to the masses, connect people to their communities, but then also connect people to the experiences around them, leveraging augmented reality. So there's a lot of like really interesting things that I'm sure that we're going to be able to talk about here today, but let's definitely talk about connected digitized fitness. And we have been truly being able to see and witness this, this remarkable digital fitness revolution. And growth has just accelerated throughout the pandemic and beyond. And I, I actually recall one of the biggest software providers for fitness, MindBody, said that in 2019, only 7% of customers use live stream workouts. <laughs> and in the pandemic, this climbed past 80%. So it's interesting to, to see how much growth has actually occurred in this space over the past couple of years. So let's talk about that a little bit. I'd love to be able to hear your perspective on the connected digital fitness space, how it's evolved over the past year, and then honestly, where you envision it going into the future. Absolutely. So I think myself, like many other at-home fitness exercisers, pre-pandemic, I was working out in a studio every single day sometimes even twice a day. So when the pandemic hit, I did not know what to do with myself. I quite frankly did not know how to work out at home on my own. I didn't know what to do to achieve my goals. So I immediately turned to Connected Fitness to see what was out there. I, like many others, ended up trying multiple different things, multiple different pieces of hardware. Um, you know, I think what, what I find really interesting about Connected Fitness is that the technology really used to be just in the hardware. I mean, you can even look back to, you know, the eighties and the nineties, when you look at like step aerobics, you know, the technology was in the equipment and now the technology is really in the software. Um, so what we're seeing more and more is, you know, not necessarily that the magic lies in the hardware anymore. The magic lies within the content on the screen. So I think that you know, for me personally, that's what I've been seeing, um, you know, kind of over this whole fitness revolution. Absolutely. You know, there's a place for hardware and software to exist together and that's what's being done. But I think more and more we're going to be seeing accessible fitness become, you know, even more of a trend than it already is now because people are on the go. Uh, you know, for the most part, people are out, people are working out in their clubs and studios, and they want to be able to consume their fitness how they want it, when they want it. 
And I know a lot of people, a lot of busy moms, a lot of my own personal friends, they don't have the time to go to a club and studio and work out for an hour and take that hour for themselves every single day. So, you know, their workout routine looks very different. You know, perhaps it's, you know, that they have time for a piece of bite-sized 20 minute content in the morning. And then they have to take the kids to school. They have to go to work. They have to, you know, prep the household, whatever it is that they have to do. They then, you know, have time to, you know, maybe do 30 minutes on their lunch break. So people are consuming things, consuming their fitness differently depending on who they are and also depending on the day, because that same person, the very next day, maybe they want to go to the gym and do a heavy lift and they need, you know, to follow along with a program, um, on connected fitness. And they're not necessarily using hardware that's associated with that connected fitness. They're just using that content to get the job done. So, you know, I think that people's schedules since pre pandemic and actually since the pandemic have changed so much that the way that they're consuming their fitness is going to continue to evolve. So we're really going to see this concept of omnichannel fitness um, continue to expand, um, you know, with the consumer market. Mm, that's exactly right. It's it's amazing because I've always been saying that omnichannel fitness, right, the, the, the notion of being able to consume fitness and health and wellness across several different channels, it's really actually fl- blurred the line between fitness and lifestyle, right? right? It's not just one or the other anymore. So as you think about how this space has evolved, where do you think at-home fitness comes into the future? Do you see more of like a, a perfect hybrid? Is it still that 50-50 split between in-studio, at-home? What does that look like to you? I think that you really hit the nail on the head when you said lifestyle. So I think that connected fitness, omnichannel fitness is going to evolve um, to the consumer's lifestyle. I think that we are going to see a huge shift to customization within workouts, um, both you know in studio, um, in the clubs, and also with connected fitness, in-home fitness, customizations to really be able to personalize your workout journey and your workout experience. Because let's face it, no two people are alike. We all have different needs. We all have different fitness goals. We all have different lifestyles that we're living. So I think that we're going to continue to see um, an emphasis on customization and how we create that personalized workout experience to make an individual successful while still connect, connecting them to an overall fitness community. That's exactly right. Always talking about the themes of community too, and also the talent and the content that's able to deliver that community. So we talked about a couple of really interesting topics that I want to be able to, to kind of unpack a little bit more per se. So the first is augmented reality, right? AR fitness has created quite a buzz among the masses. And it's transformed the industry by making no, new modalities possible and has invited more people, right? You've talked about democratizing access to fitness through AR. And the other interesting topic that we've talked about is you actually past life over idea and the role that the fitness instructor or influencer has to be able to create this exceptional experience through the content that they're delivering. Now I kind of want to like blend those two worlds together, which is, well, I guess shameless plug for you is um, <laughs> your world over in Verdeo. So let's talk about the, the fitness trainer first, because that's always such an interesting sure. topic. How has the role of the fitness instructor changed over the past few years? I think the role of the fitness instructor has really grown significantly, even since I was at IDEA. Obviously, we looked at 
the, the fitness instructor as kind of that key influencer with that trickle down effect to the consumer, that end user consumer. However, now you look at these fitness instructors and they are huge, huge influencers in their own rights. I mean, you look at their Instagram pages, their TikToks, they are all, they're all serving communities of, you know, thousands, hundreds of thousands of um, end user consumers that are really kind of living that health and fitness lifestyle. So I think it's really important, you know, I mean, for me, when looking at kind of recruiting talent for Vertio, looking at how these instructors engaged with their communities was a really important component of, you know, having them, you know, be on the Vertio platform. I think not necessarily, you know, you don't need the instructors that have hundreds of thousands, you know, million followers, but you need an instructor that really connects and is trusted advisor to their community. I think that that's the most important piece is how credible is the content that they're putting out. And that's something that, you know, I really pride, um, you know, Vertio on is that we have instructors that are all certified and verified by who they are certified by. Um, you know, if they are giving out nutrition information, that's because they are certified to be doing so. Um, you know, so many times you see a lot of these influencers talking about things that aren't necessarily within their scope, um, you know, which can lead to, you know, multiple different safety problems, um, you know, whether it's, you know, doing a fitness move that maybe, you know, they haven't, you know, been certified in strength training, or, you know, maybe they're giving nutrition advice that really should be, you know, kind of delivered by somebody that is a certified um, dietitian or nutritionist. So, you know, I think that, you know, having, you know, really credible instructors as influencers um, is a really great way to, you know, continue to build upon that community because these instructors really become a group of trusted advisors um, within your, um, within your platform. That definitely makes sense. So along those same lines then, as I'm thinking about this, or let's say like I'm putting myself in, in the lens of a fitness instructor, you know, really talking about how can we create that, that quote unquote star power that we're always trying to achieve by also making sure that we've got the knowledge, the skill set, the expertise to be able to deliver that type of, that type of advice or counsel. Mm -hmm. So what would you recommend for fitness influencers to consider to differentiate themselves in the market? What I would recommend is to obtain as many certifications as possible, obviously, to continue to educate yourself on current trends and evolving trends and future trends. But I think the most important thing that an instructor and a fitness influencer can do for themselves and for their brand is to really be real and authentic in terms of how they engage with their audience. So many times, I mean, I've taken probably 3,000 in-home fitness classes, no joke, on various different platforms, you know, some of it's research, but you know, some of it's because I'm so passionate about fitness myself, but the ones that keep me coming back, the ones that are sticky for me are the ones that are being truthful about their day themselves, their lives, because not everyone is going to have a perfect day every day. You know, the, the instructors that are real and talk about the real stuff, that's, that's what's interesting. I mean, I use this example all the time. Why would you just continue to ride a bike that goes nowhere, right? You're just spinning those wheels over and over again. We come back for the instructor and for that content that's on the screen. We're not coming to ride to nowhere. So I, I think that, you know, kind of, again, I've said this before, I think that the magic is, you know, in the content. 
And, you know, you have an instructor, an influencer that's delivering that real content and being their most true, authentic selves. And people are going to want to come back because that is building the community and that is making these consumers feel like they're a part of something. I love this. And really talking about the authenticity of of humans. And that's what really creates that stickiness. And I've always tried to find like this perfect balance, right? Because you've got as a fitness influencer or instructor, you really have to be able to create this very authentic, and I'll keep using that word because it certainly makes sense here, is a very authentic personal brand. So as brands kind of flip it on the other side, as, as fitness brands are creating a quote unquote influencer strategy, a content strategy, experience strategy, whatever whatever the right nomenclature is, how do you think about that fine balance in you know attracting the best coaching talent, identifying what their personal brand is and their brand identity, and making sure that it really actually aligns with the company's fitness brand identity? So the key thing that I was looking for uh, in going in first first off, I verified that you know, everyone had their certification. So they all had the chops to be in the audition. But one of the things that I was looking for is, can this person have fun? Because Vertio is fun. It's engaging. You're tapping equipment that's not in your room, but you're seeing it on the screen. That's fun. So this instructor needs to be be able to have a good time and, you know, really kind of convey that through the screen to whoever is taking that workout. Workouts don't have to be serious. We can have a good time. We can get fit. We can sweat together. And, you know, that, I think that that for me was the most important thing. So looking at who can have a good time, who can be creative, how can you use this virtual equipment that's in the room in a way that's different than everyone else. For example, we had one of our instructors come in during the audition. She blew me away. She was doing things with a virtual punching bag that did not involve punching them at all. She was, you know, <laughs> kicking it with her leg from the ground. I mean, she she showed this creativity that was unparalleled by anyone else I'd ever seen. So looking for, you know, that creative balance. And then again, looking at how they communicate with their communities. What kind of influence did they have? Um, you know, were they engaged with their communities? Did people trust what they had to say? So, you know, really that fun factor, the creativity, um, the influence, and, you know, just a group of people, a team that you want to be around because that's, that is going to deliver in the content. Um, and that's going to convey through the screen. So I think that that was kind of the balance, um, that we used going into it and selecting our trainers. Um, and we really wanted a diverse group, um, that, you know, kind of spoke to, you know, many different communities, many different types of people. So I think that, you know, all of those things, you know, kind of contributed to what we were looking for in our instructor panel. Yes, definitely. So a really great balance between hard and soft skills, it sounds like. Yep. Well, that's exciting. Well, any exciting things coming up that we can expect from yourself and Verdeo? So many exciting things. Um, the ones that I can talk about <laughs> would be that we are launching a corporate fitness and wellness initiative um, to uh, organizations across the U.S., um, I think that, you know, I am really personally inspired by spreading um, health and wellness to those who aren't already exercising. So, you know, a lot of connected fitness brands were, you know, already reaching those people who are exercising, but how do we get into the organizations and get those people moving who really need it? 
So, you know, creating programs for those people to become engaged, creating challenges, scavenger hunts, all different types of ways to engage those who are, you know, maybe they're sitting in a truck driving all day, or maybe they're in the warehouse and they they just don't have time for themselves. Taking a five minute meditation or breathing break, stretch break, whatever it may be, just to get them to try the app so that they can begin their journey to becoming a healthier, um, more well person. So that's something that we're working on where there's going to be a nutrition component tied into that. Um, you know, we have a lot of nutrition um, experts within our instructor panel. So, you know, some exciting things coming there with healthy recipes. Um, and then, you know, we are going to you know, be looking at some ways to assist in recovery um, on the medical side, um, you know, through physical therapy partnerships. Um, and then, you know, really a focus on, you know, continued partnerships with brands that align with our mission. So those are a few things that we're working on and, you know, we're really excited about uh, sharing the mission um, of Vertio with um, everyone across the globe and getting people moving. Oh, that's beautiful. Really putting into practice democratizing access to healthy living, not just fitness either too. So that's incredible. I'm really looking forward to all the great things to come. Well, final question for you. If you could give advice to a young woman that is desiring to be a future entrepreneur or executive, what would you share with them? I would share that you need to be open to creating your own seat at the table. Um, you know, a lot of times we are looking for this perfect position, this perfect role as a woman, and you know, really trying to do that while balancing multiple other facets of our lives. I think, as you know, a woman, um, you know, I think that the fitness space and the technology space, especially, is still a man's world. So, um, my recommendation would be to um, you know find female uh, mentors that can help you on your journey and ask them a lot of questions. Um, many people, including myself, are you know open and willing to help others that are you know building their career in fitness and technology, and create that seat at the table for yourself. That's beautiful. Well, thank you, Kathleen, for your time. And as mentioned, make sure to check out Verdeo, the world's first digital fitness platform to use augmented reality and gamification to enhance your at-home workouts without the use of additional hardware. Looking to hear more what's happening in the health, wellness, and sports industry? Subscribe to this podcast, and we'll catch you next time on The Drift.